Good morning, St. Luke's. Thank you. There was a line from the slave song, or formerly work song, that goes like this, I'm a rolling, I'm a rolling, I'm a rolling through this unfriendly world. Later popularized by Ella Mitchell and the Fifth Jubilee Singers, other historically black college choirs, and the written record in James Weldon and J. Rosamond Johnson's American Negro Spirituals, this Negro spiritual underscored the common life of my slave great-grandparents and that of other slaves whose lives were always teetering on the edge of a violent and or deadly attack around them in an uncivil and unfriendly world. They knew more than most just how unsafe their world could be. And as we live today in an unsafe world, it begs the question, how free are we today? And yet, in the African-American slaves' world, what held them together was a faith in a Jesus who had also suffered. They heard about him, some were able to read about him and his suffering upon a cross, upon a tree, which mirrored so many of their lives. And they believe that it was that same Jesus who intervened on their behalf to his God, a father to the fatherless, a mother to the motherless, similar to the prayer, the meditation, that Jesus offered on behalf of his followers in John's Gospel that you just heard read. And now I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world. I am leaving, but Holy Father, protect them in your name that you have given me so that they may be one as we are one, so that they may be one. So on this Sunday, the Feast of the Ascension, this Ascension Day that moves Jesus from earth to heaven, ending the 50 days of Easter, as Jesus leaves this world, we hear him interceding on our behalf for those who claim God through Christ, as slave Christians understood, that we may be one. Yet in each denomination of this Christian church, there is strife and schism, decision and division, being played out currently in Methodism over homosexuality as we witnessed in our Episcopal Anglican family years ago all because we have not realized Jesus' prayer for all of us to be one. 
In Acts, we hear the questions and fears of the disciples wondering about restoration. But Jesus moves them from their fear and lets them know that there is a power coming from the Holy Spirit and that they are to be witnesses in the world. Jesus is speaking to us today amid our fears, reminding us that we have the power of the Holy Spirit to show up in this unfriendly world. And just as we struggle within our faith communities as to how we will stand as Christians, we are also reminded in this first letter of Peter that we're being tested in the world. We are God's people and Christ's own in this world, and we show up as a people with our faith and actions in this world. While we hear Peter's voice in this writing, New Testament scholars assert that it would have to have been written by a skilled Greek writer, Silvanus, a companion of Paul as the author here. Nonetheless, this writing is so apropos, so timely, that our beliefs and actions are indeed tested by what is happening in our country. And as much as some of us would want to come to St. Luke's to escape from rolling through an unfriendly world, you got here, and boom, Peter's voice is saying, don't be surprised at the fiery ordeal that is taking place among you. It is not the church's job to turn you away from what is affecting the lives of God's people every day, but to turn us toward the violence and injustice in the public square so that we can act. And just in case you forgot, aren't you glad that you have clergy here to remind you that we must be about God's business? I thought so. In addition to our personal suffering of grief and loss that is part of the human condition, we are definitely in a fiery ordeal in this country on how we, Christians, take care of the poor, welcome the stranger, honor women's bodies, and care for this environment and our transgender neighbors. Peter, Peter's voice says, rejoice. Now, I do not know how many of you are rejoicing in this moment, but the life of a Christian is not an easy one. If it is easy for you, there is something that we aren't doing. The Word tells us that we are sharing in Christ's suffering. 
here and around the world, the violence, the war in Ukraine and other places. The German theologian Dietrich Bonhoeffer called it costly grace. When we take a stand in this world for what is just and right, there is a cost of discomfort and loss. But I reject the theology that we are just moving through this world, just biding time to get to heaven and the hell with this one. Jesus calls us to be alive in this world, letting that gospel light shine. One of the reasons that we are in this situation is that the church of love and justice is far too silent in the midst of a civil storm that is about around us. And so many in our society have rendered the church comatose. What we gain, what we gain is what we pray for constantly in the Lord's Prayer. God's kingdom, the transformation of God's will on earth as it is in heaven. Let me hasten to say that it is not God's intention that we suffer. We suffer because the world is broken and has turned away from God's love, peace, justice, and righteousness. It is not something we ought to relish and remain in. God does not call us to a masochistic approach to life, but the reality in a broken, unfriendly world that has become increasingly less civil, such circumstances create suffering. It is our work as Christians to guide this world from injustice, war, and violence so that others are relieved of suffering and can rise to new life and resurrection with renewed hope. Her prayer life and love as a Christian turn her toward the injustice of her African-American neighbors in Selma and throughout this nation who were denied our most basic civil right to vote. Viola Luzo, a white woman, showed up to Selma in March of 1965 and joined thousands, many from different faith traditions, because they understood that God calls us to bear one another's burdens and to be that justice in the world, even if it means suffering for God's people to become one. She paid the ultimate price for showing up. But her suffering was not in vain. As a society, we have been transformed and closer and have come closer to that vision of a beloved community. And so we read in 1 Peter that we are informed about the spiritual evil and social ills in cold hearts all around us that run counter to God's goodness. 
we are also reminded that we have the power of prayer in our lives and a God that sustains us through these troubling times. God is working in each of us when we welcome immigrants and show up at crossroads and our legislature to stand with the poor and marginalized. God is at work in a ministry of about 15 of our parishioners called intercessors that have a couple of people praying each day for a list of family and friends going through illness and grief. God is working in us when we walk alongside those working toward mental health and recovery. God is in us. And I agree with biblical scholars that eternal life begins in this moment, in this life, and beyond, which is why I can keep the faith and keep coming back to this place Sunday after Sunday with the faith that's been passed down from my ancestors that Jesus is with us through this fiery ordeal and through our loving like Jesus will lead us into new life. God is working in us and through us, co-creating with us a better world. And when we wake up from a comatose state, we will experience a different friendly world. The rest of that spiritual states, oh sister, oh brother, won't you help me? Won't you help me to pray? Oh sister, oh brother, won't you help me in the service of the Lord? We don't need a comatose church on life support. We need a church that is alive and active in this world to redeem this country. So on this Ascension Day, let us not just pray, but get busy in the service of the Lord and let us ascend with the Holy Spirit's power that you will hear about next week that will restore us as loving and civil people of this society to live without fear of our lives and our children's lives being taken from violence and sickness, but rolling through a friendly world that this God, our God, and the very one in whose name we stand wants for us. Amen and amen. <laughs>